Simon Wilson is senior writer at the New Zealand Herald. Morena, Simon. Kia <laughs> Catherine. I learnt a new word on Friday talking about sinkholes. Uh, Tomo, tomos, right? they're yeah. called. <laughs> and right. you've got quite a few of them now. Uh, and look, this is heartbreaking, this volume of uh, sewage outflow into the Waitamata. They seem to be making some progress towards that workaround, Simon, but just update us. Well, yes, they are making progress. When you, when you say quite a few, there are apparently 25 to 30 tomos or sinkholes uh, around Auckland, which is, when you think about it, a, a remarkable number. Um, the progress they're making on the really big one, which is in Lower Parnell, it's um, 13 metres deep and it's um, as large as a tennis court, um, pumping hundreds of litres, I think, a second into the harbour uh, at its worst when it's raining. Uh, this is untreated sewage. Uh, the progress they're making is that they have managed um, to design a, a pipe that will now go around the uh, the hole and and uh, carry the sewage, so that will fix the problem. Um, they are meeting at the moment uh, to uh, sign off on that, and they'll start work on installing that this afternoon. They have also uh, done as much as they could uh, getting the the existing hole and the broken pipe cleared, but they've got to bring in diggers and um, earth movers now to get rid of the big boulders and all the rest. So there is still a th- they set themselves a 10-day target. Um, there's a week to go on that, and they are still they are holding themselves to that, working around the clock um, to uh, fix this mess. And um, so far they're on track, uh, but it's an enormous job. Where are the other Tomos? <laughs> well, there's one on Otahuhu. Um, there are uh, there have been more than one on College Hill, which is the road that leads from Ponsonby Hearn Bay down towards Victoria Park, and then onto the city. That's a major arterial route. Um, and there are others spread all over the place. And the the issue for Auckland is that um, I was talking to Craig McElroy uh, recently, who's the head of Healthy Waters, which is the council's um, stormwater um, operators. Um, he said to me, you have to think of Auckland ground now as being like concrete. It is incapable of absorbing any more water. So when it rains, and it rains pretty much every day in spring, and it's been raining all the time here, uh, it sort of hasn't really stopped since January. Um, when it rains, the water doesn't soak in and disappear in the normal way, uh, but causes uh, subsidence, causes uh, all these problems to occur. And the most obvious manifestation of it I, that I know of in Auckland at the moment is the domain. The domain is large green fields, some forest. Um, it has a whole lot of playing fields on it. Uh, and at the moment, it's got several lakes uh, nobody's been able to play sport there. Now, one of those lakes, the, the land has actually risen up in some places, subsided in others. Ducks are living there. Um, <laughs> it's just completely ch- uh, ruined uh, that whole area um, or changed it from being a playing field area to, to an uninhabitable, unusable um, green part of the city. What it's is extraordinary. What is the link between these sinkholes and the infrastructure? There's no doubt that the existence of the infrastructure... Uh, not necessarily its condition, but it's the, but the existence of it is part of this, right? Because uh, a, a, there becomes pressure on a void. Uh, th- that's absolutely right. So what happens is the um, if there if there is a crack in the in the pipe, uh, that 
creates the pressure, uh, the water gets into the crack, makes it bigger, silt um, and the whatever's around the pipe gets in as well and that, that then just fills in the void and that creates the sinkhole, that means the land collapses. And you know the, the, the big one in Parnell is 113 years old, um, lots of the city is uh, has sewage system as old as that. Um, there is a very major project happening in Auckland at the moment called the Central Interceptor which is a big renewal of uh, the sewage system uh, and separating it from stormwater uh, right around the central isthmus area and that's that was started uh, by the, the previous mayor Phil Goff who looked when he became mayor in 2000 what was it 16 looked at the plan and said um, we've got a, we, we're not meant to be starting this till 2030 but we need to do it now so he actually moved that forward and that is well underway so there is progress um, but it's uh, at the same time it's enormous catch up it's a huge uh, project that anyone who's visited Auckland let alone lived there seen the si- size of that pipe and also one of the biggest boring machines you'll find anywhere has, has been um, doing <laughs> the work the question is how long to recover from the damage being done right now into the Waitamata and, and impacting the beaches, Simon. No, you're absolutely right. There are eight beaches known to be unsafe. There are 25 at least beaches closed. Basically all the beaches of the Waitamata are closed. And uh, Ngāti Whātua Oraki have placed a rahui uh, on the harbour, uh, which is extremely sensible, um, and they will consult with um, with water care about when that should be lifted. Uh, but it, 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 the consequence of that is that uh, people are asked not to, obviously not swim, but not even paddle or fish or do anything else in the water that uh, it means they physically go into the water and and, you know um, that has devastating consequences for a lot of people there are a lot of people who who rely on fishing around this harbour Now party time in Auckland which uh, is uh, always good this is the Midtown Street Party and Moon (laughs) Festival, how did it go? Well, there are, these are two different parties Um, Council organised a Midtown Party uh, last Thursday evening, um, which is part of the rejuvenation process for the central city. Uh, Retailers in central Auckland are gearing for Christmas, of course, uh, and really hoping that this will be the summer, this will be the Christmas and then leading into summer that will uh, bring them fully back to life. And there is a good deal of evidence that that could happen. The the Thursday evening uh, street party was lots of music and food and all the rest, and that was all pretty exciting. And it was focused on the parts of the central city where there are shared spaces where cars are, can go but um, uh, were blocked off for the evening um, and uh, but mainly it's the largely pedestrianised areas. So one of the interesting things about Auckland, um, uh, central Auckland, is that its busiest days these days tend to be weekends, uh, which tells you something about the changing nature of central cities. We still, lots of people still like to refer to them as CBD, central business districts, uh, but that is only one component of what they are. They are also uh, Auckland, central Auckland is the largest residential area in the country. It's a big shopping area. It's a big events area, uh, and. Be- and the fact that it is now more busy on the streets in the weekend than during the weeks, uh, during the weekdays, uh, tells you that those other functions have become more important. That's, we, and then we, I was just going to mention the Moon, moon Festival. 28% of um, Auckland is uh, of ethnic Asian um, background. Um, the Moon Festival is a new festival that's developed in the city. That was on Dominion Road, uh, sponsored by the local board, Balmoral Chinese Business Association and the, and the Dominion Road Business Association. And it was interesting that both Christopher Luxon and Chris Hipkins last week made it a 
made a point of visiting and doing a big walk around at Potter's Park um, where there was full of life and action and again lots of food and uh, performances and lanterns and all the rest of it so that's a you know 440,000 uh, Aucklanders of uh, Asian um, ethnicity it's bigger than any other city in the country well, good to see the parties happening too. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of parties, happy anniversary to your <laughs> mayor, your incumbent mayor. He certainly got off to a dramatic start uh, in many ways in, in the early months. Uh, reflecting on a year, where have things come to, Simon? That's right. So October 8 is his first anniversary as mayor. He was elected uh, overwhelmingly on a platform of fixing Auckland. Um, and in many respects, uh, he's done a good job. Uh, he has... Uh, I think the standout is probably that he has forced the government to help him develop an integrated transport plan. We haven't seen exactly what this is going to mean yet, and of course it may be an entirely moot point uh, if the government changes uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, But he has reorganised the relationship between Auckland Council and the government and the government's agencies like Waka Kotahi uh, in a way that has um, been far more effective than any of his predecessors. He's got them to sit down with him, listen to him seriously with his council support uh, and take seriously the concerns of Aucklanders, which are not just we'd like this project and not that. There's still an awful lot of dispute around those things, but also to acknowledge the uh, Wayne Brown's fundamental notion, which is that Aucklanders should be leading the planning process um, of what happens here. There's lots and lots of uh, work to go on that, um, but he's, as I say, got much further than any of his predecessors in making that happen. What about other issues, including relationships, because this was this, this was a, a, a strategy, one might say, at the start, was, was to come in uh, rather nuclear, in fact, <laughs> well, uh, with board members or, or yeah. with others. And how has that sort of calmed but equally played out over time? Well, he, he did come in nuclear. He said he was going to replace the boards of the council-controlled organisations, uh, Auckland Transport, um, uh, the uh, Development Agency for, um, for Economic Activity, those sorts of things. Almost none of that has happened. The chair of Auckland Transport, Adrian Young-Cooper, resigned straight away. She announced that she uh, took what the mayor was saying, the new mayor was saying, to be um, that she ought to uh, fall on her sword, so she did that. Now, she still hasn't been replaced, um, and nor have any other council, uh, nor have any of the other CCOs uh, replaced their board chairs or had any significant turnover uh, in in the membership because of what uh, the mayor had wanted. So he's found that much harder to do than he thought and it all came to a head last week as reported by Stuff when uh, Wayne Brown's nominee or favoured choice for the new chair of Auckland Transport, a man called Andrew Ritchie, uh, who um, was of the Ritchie's transport uh, family. Uh, They run a lot of buses in Auckland. They've sold that company some time ago but he's from that family, from that background, um, he was put up as as um, to be chair of the board, and uh, the committee that uh, was looked at the shortlist um, had a split vote, sent it to a larger committee of council, and the larger committee of council, with membership from the Independent Māori Statutory Board, as well as many councillors, unanimously said, no, absolutely not, what are you thinking? And the reason for that appears to be that Andrew Ritchie is a friend of Wayne Brown and was the largest individual donor to his mayoral campaign. He gave him $26,009. And councillors went, no, enough, and tells you something about Wayne Brown, that he thought that would be okay, and tells you something about his control of council, that his councillors said, (laughs) absolutely not. 
is that relationship much more functional? Obviously, we've got to mention this deputy mayor who's become something of a star, hasn't she? She has, um, Desley Simpson. Desley yeah. Simpson. But in terms of the relationships with the other um, councillors, I remember particularly during that annual plan process some sort of very dramatic and emotive statements um, being made back to the mayor. Uh, have those relationships settled? Uh, they haven't settled, they are shifting. Uh, so when the mayor uh, arrived, he uh, interviewed all the councillors, found out from them what they wanted to do. Uh, some of those um, interviews and discussions went very well, some of them went rather poorly. Uh, and off the back of that, uh, he restructured his committees, he appointed committee chairs, he committed, uh, appointed Desley Simpson as deputy, um, and got on with the job of, of trying to govern the city. Um, over time, what he appears to have discovered is that some of the people he put a lot of faith in have done less than he was expecting uh, and others have done rather more and so he's done a little bit of rejigging. He, uh, the Waitamata councillor Mike Lee uh, was put onto the Auckland Transport Board and he's now been taken off and replaced by the North Shore councillor Chris Darby. That has caused a lot of friction on council uh, but Wayne Brown was determined to uh, get his way on that and he was disappointed in Mike Lee. Um, there have been others. It's interesting watching Morris Williamson, who was, of course, a cabinet minister, uh, was given a, a kind of um, razor gang job, um, although they always denied the term, on council. Uh, he's done very little so far. I asked Wayne Brown about this last week, and, and he uh, told me um, he blows hot and cold. <laughs> and that tells you something else about um, Wayne Brown, that he'll say those things to a journalist uh, about his own colleagues, and um, it was a little bit surprising. So there's more to happen. Here, he told me we'll be seeing more changes, more people sitting in different seats. Um, whether that actually happens, uh, it, it's always hard to know with, with Wayne. Thank you very much, Simon Wilson. He is uh, with the New Zealand Herald, uh, where he is uh, a correspondent. Uh, he is an Auckland correspondent.